This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I finished these fights. Give me a hell, yeah. Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. Welcome to Top Rope Nation, your source for the only WWE Royal Rumble and NXT TakeOver Phoenix previews you need. I am Ryan Drosty, and I am joined here tonight by Mr. Kyle Ross. Say hello, Kyle. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and Justin Joint, say hello, Justin. Hello. And like I said, this is Top Rope Nation, a weekly pro wrestling podcast. Guys, I've seen you a lot this week. We just recorded an episode, what, three nights ago? Hmm. Uh, pretty good show, I, if I do say so myself. So uh, check that out in the archives. That was episode 81. We kind of got you all caught up on all the big news of 2019. This is episode 82 we might run a little longer than usual just because of the nature of having two major shows this weekend uh, we're going to start off talking about nxc takeover phoenix and then kind of move forward with uh, the royal rumble later in the show but i know i said it's only been three days but guys what's been going on kyle what's going on in your life these last couple of days uh, vacuum swiffer the office i gotta be honest with you it fucking smells great in here man <laughs> all set to podcast yeah can't smell it over the microphone, but I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah, it's feeling, it's feeling clean in here, man. I'll be nice. honest with you. Justin, what, what's new with you? Uh, since we last recorded, I've done about three and a half hours of shoveling, so that's pretty fun. <laughs> the winter storm that we are in the midst of. Uh, I believe it's supposed to get to like negative 30 degree wind chill tonight here for me and Justin. So uh, fantastic. Cool? Yes. Love it. Not. So, uh, all right. Well, guys, if you've never listened to Top Rope Nation before, go ahead and check us out on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. It helps us out. TopRopeNation.com, where you can find all the information about the show. You can find out who the heck us three are. A little background on ourselves, the entire archive there. And then we're on YouTube. Uh, every show we put out, we put up on YouTube.com slash Nation. You can watch the show. If you're listening via audio, you can also watch the show on YouTube. It's a little bit different than the audio version. It's a little souped up. we got a sweet intro that we think you will like, so check that out on YouTube.com slash Top Rope Nation. So, guys, we kind of talked about this the other night when we uh, did episode 81. Pretty good cards uh, heading into this weekend. Before we kind of break it down match by match, I wanted to talk to you about what are you most looking forward to? Is there one match in particular um, that you're really looking forward to this weekend. And then I'm going to read some uh, comments from some of our listeners that sent in on our Twitter page at Top Rope Nation. So let me let me throw it to Justin first. What are you re really looking forward to this weekend? 
Well, as usual, I'm looking forward to the entire takeover card. I don't think there's a bad match on that. It should be really good. Um, and for the main roster, I'd say, even though I have little doubt of who's going to win, I, I am looking forward to Brock Lesnar and Finn Balor. Little doubt, huh? I thought you might be a little optimistic on that one. No, I'm zero optimistic. Some would say pessimistic. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll get to that later in the show. Kyle? So I kind of, I was the lone man on the island the last time around. I think when we previewed Survivor Series weekend. Um, I am a little, I was shocked that Meltzer wrote in The Observer. He wrote a lot of things that people were shocked about. But um, that when he wrote that, this may be the most uh, anticipated takeover ever. I, that's not how I feel about it, actually. Should be a very good card. But I'm actually, for the first time in forever, looking forward more to the main roster show than I am takeover. And if you force me specifically, I, I don't know if there's one. I, I am legitimately looking forward to that entire card. Yeah. I, I, I will be, it will be a disappointment. If there is a bad, just I mean, I, I agree with him that on paper every match should be good on Takeover. I'll be honest with you, I'd be disappointed if there was a single bad match in the Royal Rumble pay per view, including pre-show. Yeah, it's it is it should be a good two nights for any pro wrestling yeah. fan. I mean, I mean, the four the four title matches, the big title matches in the Royal Rumble are like all pretty sweet. Yeah, you know, I think they've been built up well, and they should be all good matches. Yeah, I think I think I'd have to agree with your take that uh, I don't know that this is the most anticipated takeover ever. It's a heck of a card, but I, I don't think I'd go that far. Um, so yeah, like I said, I was going to read some uh, read some comments from our listeners. I would have to say, um, by the way, for me, I'm I'm pretty intrigued by the Finn Balor Brock Lesnar match uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, I I like to see Balor finally kind of put in this position. It's interesting to me that Lesnar supposedly wanted to work with Finn Balor and uh, helped kind of make that call. So that's that makes it intriguing. Um, but to pick one match, yeah, it, it is pretty hard. There's there's a lot of. Uh, I mean, I love the Royal Rumble every year. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe the Rumble, honestly. Yeah, and Sasha is going to be like on a mission to prove herself. Oh yeah. In that Ronda match. I mean, she is going to be a bump machine in that match. Yeah. So, uh, the listeners that sent in their comments, uh, I tweeted out a couple days ago. What are you most looking forward to? We had Benson check in. He said uh, on NXT, the Gargano ricochet match said for such a short build, there's a lot to be excited about considering these two are among NXT's best. The in-ring action and Johnny's downward spiral are going to drive this one. And then for the rumble, he said the men's rumble, just a fun old time all around. Uh, then our guy Kyle Ryan checked in and he said uh, the NXT women's title match. I really think they're holding Shayna back until the other horsewomen are ready to come up, which is a shame. She's got such superstar potential that I'd hate to see it go to waste. And we had pro wrestling views check it in uh, saying hello. Most looking forward to Gargano Ricochet at NXT TakeOver because the work will be top notch. Most looking forward to the men's rumble to try to see where the heck they're going with WrestleMania. And lastly, Juice checking in. Finn versus Brock. Just think it'll be one of the best since Brock seems to do better against small people and actually makes it interesting. So uh, that's four of our listeners checking in there with, with their comments it, on the Rumble. Take over. It's really interesting about the Finn-Brock talk. 
because there's been a lot of online chatter, and I feel rightly so, about the way the WWE has built this match. You know, I think in the online community, there were a lot of people, perhaps on this podcast included, that were happy to see Finn put in that spot instead of Braun Strowman. But there is an issue that people have taken umbrage with that if you're not like in on like if you're not in the wrestling bubble, not an online wrestling fan, right? And you're just in, in like Braun Strowman's one of your guys, like you've kind of been done dirty as a fan. Like we should talk about that. That was that was not like Forget about like the false advertising and stuff like that. Like in terms of Braun's character, we talked about this months ago when they put him in. We, we said it was a mistake to put him in the title picture. Okay. And, I, and I'll stand by that comment all these months later. Um, it's better for his character long-term to be out of it. But like, if you look at his character, like, is he just going to take that? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you have to assume, and they did tease it again on Raw. He's got to get a win over Brock sometime, right? Right. Before Brock leaves. I mean, he has to. So it's kind of interesting that, like, I know there's a lot of people looking forward to that match, but I think for whatever casual audience the WWE has, there may be some head scratching on how that was done. Mm -hmm. I have some theories on that, which we'll get to when we we break down that match. But uh, And Justin, you, you had some good points you were making about the Royal Rumble earlier today. So when we get to the Rumble, I'm going to have you kind of break down what you were noticing about the history of the Rumble in the last decade or so. And uh, Kyle had some interesting thoughts on our, our text thread earlier today. Uh, but before we get to that, like I said, we're going to break down NXT TakeOver first this time, because if you're a longtime listener to the show, a lot of times we do TakeOver at the end. We thought, oh, let's change it up. We'll bump it to the beginning this time. So we're going to run through this TakeOver card, which our guy, Uncle Dave, has called the most anticipated TakeOver in history. And uh, let's just run down the card. Uh, kind of Matt- a rough day for Uncle Dave, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Man, we spent a lot of time talking about Uncle Dave on our last show in the, in the old star ratings. So check that out in the archives. Um, Matt Riddle, Cassius Ono slash Chris Hero. So this one's interesting, guys, because uh, Ono's never won a match on a takeover. Obviously a very good pro wrestler, very good performer. Um, but you can't beat Matt Riddle here. And they've had, they've had this uh, feud kind of going now for a couple of months. You would think Riddle would get the win and and move on to something else, like put him in one of the title pictures. So I I can't pick anyone but Matt Riddle in this match. I, I don't know if either of you would go in a, a different direction, but I'm I'm gonna have to go to say uh, Cassius Ono's probably gonna be zero and four after Takeover Phoenix. Who who of you wants to go first on this one? We'll throw it to either of you. Uh, well, I I agree with you. Like if Cassius Ono got a win, it'd be by something weird like disqualification or you know something along that lines but yeah they're they're not going to have matt riddle lose on the takeover this soon yeah kyle yeah i think this is one of these calls the whole weekend yeah and i i do kind of alluding to what you said there it, it does kind of feel they squandered ono a little bit i mean this isn't a terrible role for him it's probably the best role it is but man they, i feel they could have done something more with them at first given just how strong his work was on the independent scene before he mm-hmm. came back. So, but yeah, Matt Riddle, I agree with you. Wins clean, goes into a title picture. All right. Yeah. So we're all in agreement. Otherwise, they'd have to extend the feud. And I don't, I don't should think be the gonna... best match, by the way. And and this is how, by the way, feuds used to work. You know, you did the quick match. It was a little bit better. You know, it was a better quote unquote match the second time around on NXT TV. And this should be, 
you know, the best match of the three is what I would anticipate, but yeah. the result will be the same. Yeah. All right. So moving into the tag team title match, NXT, uh, the undisputed era, which has pretty much dominated the tag team scene over the last year. There was a brief period of time where mustache mountain had the, the titles, but for the most part, uh, they've kind of ran the show taking on the war Raiders. I mean, they've been on a tear. I think, I think you're going to get a, a tag team title switch here personally i think they'll they'll switch it up a little bit undisputed errors have the titles for like i said most of the last year uh kyle what do you see happening here before i answer that question are we all of the clear opinion that the kyle o'reilly roderick strong team is actually much better than kyle o'reilly and bobby fish yes yes i'm like isn't that kind of like you know it was just seamless, the switch. You know, like Fish gets hurt. It's like, oh, what do we do? Okay, they the turn was a little clumsy how they did that with Strong, but my God, the results have just been just phenomenal. I love watching uh, the team of Strong and O'Reilly work. To answer your question, uh, doesn't this kind of feel like a shit or get off the pot situation with the War Raiders? I don't know. If they if their work justifies a title change, but I'm gonna pick a title change just because it's sort of the way NXT does business. Like if you don't do a title change here, what exactly do you do with the War Raiders? Right. You know, no, I, I, I almost yeah. feel like they've almost booked themselves into a situation where they have to put the titles on them, even though I'm not sure that such a change is justified. Yeah, I I kind of have the same thought because. <laughs> Yeah, they're a great. They're they're a good team. I don't want to say great. They're yeah. a good team, uh, but it's not typically like the the type of team as a fan I root for. I mean, they're they're two powerhouses, uh, kind of like a throwback style tag team. Yeah, but you know what? They have? There's a lot of teams like that in WWE now. There is, um, undisputed era. Like they're yeah, as, as a team, they're on a different level. But I just I just see them kind of fr- making things fresh because, like you said, what do they do if they if they retain here? It's just kind of the same old. So I, I see kind of a I see a switch and uh you know just to shake it up a little bit. Justin? I suppose I'll just be contrarian and say they stick with the uh undisputed era and have the war raiders continue to chase them to uh, uh take over in New Jersey. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't no, I wouldn't be upset if the undisputed yeah. era retained. I'll tell you that much. They're a better team with a higher ceiling, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I, I would agree too. 100 percent Definitely a higher ceiling. Um, especially not with main, the maybe not main roster, though. I'll say that. Not main mm-hmm. roster, higher ceiling, but as far as like NXT, mm-hmm. like they're they're just unbelievable in that championship role. Yeah. Uh all right. The women's title match. So Shayna Baszler, uh, one of our viewers mentioned her a minute ago when we read the tweets taken on Bianca Belair, who's undefeated another uh, undefeated situation here. Uh, I don't see Baszler losing the title here. Uh, we might get kind of a, a messy finish so that maybe Belair can, uh, can keep the undefeated moniker. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see Baszler. <laughs> are you calling us a Tatanka Shawn Michaels WrestleMania nine situation? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I'd say that, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't see her losing the title, but probably not a clean victory either. Maybe it's just assisted so that Belair has the kind of the out that she didn't lose cleanly, but, and she still loses, but, uh, that's what, yeah, I think Baszler's keeping the title throw it to Justin. 
I actually agree with everything you said. That that's the way I would have gone. Hmm. This all right, you talk about matches I'm most looking forward to this weekend. This is high on the list for the reason that you know there's been kind of some conflicting viewpoints on Bianca Belair, her work in the ring, whether she's ready for this spot. Um, I've said it before in this program, I am a huge mark for Shayna Baszler. There are very few people over the last year who I enjoy more um, time in, time out, watching them work than Shayna Baszler. Uh, she is main roster bound. So she's going to lose the title either here or at the TakeOver WrestleMania weekend. Um, I wouldn't be shocked at a title change here. Um, if you did the change, I mean, then all of a sudden you're introducing the, well, will, will Shayna be called up to the main roster mm-hmm. for WrestleMania? Um, hmm. This is, it, it's very tough. I'll pick. I'm going to say she keeps it and they do the title change at WrestleMania weekend. Okay. Yeah, that seems just kind of like the more logical time. Perhaps not to Bianca either. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess it all depends on how they feel. The the booking of this match, and and I have not seen all the work, obviously all the work she's done at the house shows. The booking of this match to me entirely rests on how WWE views Bianca Belair's work in its current state, in my opinion. You know, if they think she's ready, I mean, it's it's clear they're high on her. So mm-hmm. if they think she's ready, they're going to change the title, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I've said in my opinion now 17 times on the show. <laughs> um, at the TakeOver conference call the other day, Triple H was talking about her. He said, but Belair continues to show what a phenomenal world-class athlete she is and has taken to this in an incredibly quick manner. That's true. So... We'll see. Triple H sounded high on her. Um, this brings us to the North American title match. Ricochet defending against Johnny Gargano. So in a weekend full of possible match of the year contending bouts already here in January, uh, this one could be the match of the weekend. Definitely has the potential. And we've got all the intrigue with uh, what's been going on with Ciampa and Gargano and the possible DIY reunion, um, which on a recent, was that this week's NXT was kind of broken up by some interference by uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet and that whole shamaz that happened. Yeah, and then can and then well they were going to shake hands and Candles Larray yeah. would not let Johnny shake Tommaso's hand. Right. So at least someone cares about the damn storyline. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Candace. Uh, so this one, yeah, like I said, it's going to be a really great match. It should be a great match. Uh, Gargano's never had singles gold in NXT. We've talked plenty about that in the past on how they possibly missed the boat with that with him over the last year. And uh, I think it's going to happen here. I'm going to go with the with the title change with Gargano winning the North American title. I think uh, I don't I don't know that Ricochet is going to be in NXT very long. But uh, mm-hmm. could be wrong on that. So I'm going to see him losing the title here to Gargano. Uh, Justin. Uh, I'm going with Johnny Gargano because I don't think, you know, I, I still believe that this story with him kind of turning evil still has somewhere to go with Ciampa. And I think that's the uh, NXT championship match at the WrestleMania takeover. So Ricochet. So you think the they're going to work each other again? Yes. Okay. That's right. They, I, that's that's where the story's going is that it's about Gargano's uh, overcoming this dark side 
you know, that Ciampa couldn't and, you know, kind of fighting his demons. Will he throw a wrestling observer newsletter in a fire <laughs> shades of Hulk Hogan at world war three? <laughs> Should he? <laughs> that would be incredible today. I feel like, like that, that was surreal in 1995. Yeah. Like they were just like, 10 like you know like eight thousand people in the arena going what the hell is this guy even talking about like there were 10 people at home like laughing <laughs> but like now i feel that would be huge like i feel the observe this line would get over huge in the building uh well, well, well let me stop you does anyone actually get the paper observer anymore like would he have to throw an ipad or something into the trash can do you uh, still so get the paper I, observer kyle no 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 i never okay. did um I think he just said that he raised the cost if he wanted paper. Yeah. So I, I think I think it must be. I don't think a lot of people are getting it. They're almost forcing people to go digital. Um, I haven't seen a paper observer newsletter in about 10 years. Same. I, I got the paper one for years, but it's been a long time. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So I've been pretty open that I have not been a big fan of the booking of Johnny Gargano after WrestleMania. New Orleans last year weekend. Uh, I think I raised the thing right afterwards, and I'm going to repeat this until I'm proven wrong by the booking. When I was in that building in New Orleans, that crowd, when that show was over, wanted Johnny Gargano to be the next NXT champion. The problem was they had just, in the match previous, changed the title to another babyface champion, Aleister Black. Me personally... I thought Alistair should have been set up to the main roster last year. I think his character work would be an easy one to transition to the main roster. Johnny should have beaten Olmus. He should be the champion, right? A baby face champion right now. I have not liked this at all. Um, so it's, I actually am not looking forward to this as much as a lot of other people are, despite the fact that it probably will be a good match. Um, I could say the same about last year with Alistair or last takeover with Alistair Black. I was not looking forward to that match very much. Uh, I feel that they're going to do the title change, though. They've made too big a deal about him winning a singles title. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. I, I really am looking forward to it. I think it'll be a solid match, but uh, we shall see. Hopefully, Kyle, you're more satisfied with Gargano's booking after this weekend. I will say this. I don't know where it's going. So, like I said, prove me wrong. But the whole thing with them pot, like uniting his heels is not what I would have done. I maybe I maybe would have reunited them as faces because I think when it's time for them to go to main roster, DIY should be reunited as a baby should be a babyface team. I think that's their best shot of the main roster, at least initially, is as a babyface tag team. Okay. Particularly Chapo, who I think if you're being honest with yourself, we're about to talk about him. Um I, I I'm not confident in his success on the main roster. Really? That surprises me. I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler, but I'm just I'm just saying I, I would not be confident in him succeeding on the main roster. So you think on the we're, we're gonna roll this right into that match. You think on the main roster he should be a face then? I think his best shot at getting over is part is um being part of a baby face tag team with Johnny Gargano. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know that I would agree. I just think he's an awesome heel and that that would work on the main roster. I think he's kind of getting over though. Is he, it's one of those deals where he's getting so much. He's such a good heel. He's getting over as a baby face. Yeah, that's true. Justin, what do you think about that? Oh, I think he's going to be great on 205 Live. <laughs> Which, by the way, I've done. 
in the time that we were away, that's great, by the way, Justin. Um, I did a lot of deep diving on 205 Live. That was the best WWE show of 2018. Yeah, I I, I don't watch it that often, but uh, I can Big see mistake. how that would be the case. I've, I've got lists. I've got lists I can share. <laughs> so a many lot lists. Of buddy, a lot of Buddy Murphy, a lot of Mustafa Ali. God, was there some good wrestling on 205 Live last year. Have you seen every 205 Live of 2018? No. Oh, okay. You I didn't deep enough then. I'm disappointed in you, Kyle. Jesus. Absolutely <laughs> disappointed. I can only watch them. Sometimes I do panic that there aren't enough hours of the day to watch wrestling. Like, like, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, God damn it. My wife's going to be home in 20 minutes. I got to wrap this up, you know? Speaking, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pretend, I gotta pretend I was actually like watching my daughter this whole time. Shit. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, we were talking off air, and we, we mentioned this on the last broadcast. Kyle's enjoying those 1992 WWF superstars. I broke down. I'll tell you what, I was right though. If you want, there's a lot of stuff they start teasing that went nowhere. <laughs> That's about the same as today, though, right? But but it's isn't that kind of rare when you talk about older WWF? Like that's true. They're they, pretty focused. I mean, yeah. this, I mean this Legion of Doom Beverly Brothers feud. Oh, that'll put butts in the seats. I mean, <laughs> how about how the Beverly, the Beverly Brothers were doing a gimmick where they like put face paint after they won? They put face paint on a jobber and wrote LOS on his chest because they were referring to the Legion of Doom as quote the Legion of Sissies. <laughs> Something that would not make uh, air in twenty, and something that is not like today that would not be on TV in two thousand eighteen. That's bad. All right. <laughs> well, let's move this into the main event. All right. So we got Tommaso Ciampa defending the NXT title. The against, Berserker with a sword is good stuff, though. Against the Berserker with a sword, <laughs> against Alistair Black, the distant cousin of the Berserker with a sword. Yeah, I was gonna say Alistair Black could be so lucky on the main roster to have a sword <laughs> and start attempting to impale people. Yeah. So Justin. Alistair Black fan. Alistair is 7-0 and at NXT TakeOver. Does he win the title back here, Justin? No, you already said you thought that he's going to have it till Mania. But uh, how do you feel about Alistair Black taking his first I loss feel, here? I feel like you're doing a very nice Michael Cole. Someone has fed you the requisite <laughs> stats for this episode. <laughs> I did my research, man. I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, so what was the question? Uh, so do you think so with with uh, Alistair Black being seven and zero? You said you think that Ciampa's carrying the title into WrestleMania weekend. Are you disappointed with him taking a loss here as an Alistair Black fan? No, no. I mean, no, not at all. I fifty fifty booking bothers me. Seven and one booking does not bother me. Okay. Well, I think Ciampa's winning. Uh, we've kind of started talking about this. I think it'll be a good match, but uh, I just I can't imagine a title change here either. Ciampa's been a really good NXT champion, I think. Uh, we talked back in the summer. We thought the Aleister Black title run before his injury just didn't really do much for us, and I don't see them going back to him here. Kyle? Aleister Black should be on the main roster. Yes. Although I do, Sorry. I do remember, I do remember at one point we were talking about him this summer, and I think we were questioning whether he would get over on the main roster. So, do you think at this uh, point he would? If he's presented with that kind of entrance, I think he would do well. That that's where I think he has an advantage over some guys who are actually probably better workers in NXT. But he's got the presentation that uh, would enable one to succeed more on the main roster. Okay, yeah, it, 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 and. 
I think he has a really unique uh, look and move set compared to a lot of guys too. That'll that'll translate to the the main roster. That's also true. Mm-hmm. That theme song is awesome. The entrance is awesome. That's that's. I'll tell huge. you what is not awesome is like these official songs of NXT. Holy God, God bless you <laughs> if you like that stuff, folks. But that music is freaking horse manure, man. <laughs> Are like you talking about like vi- the takeover theme songs? Yes, like these like videos they play. If you watch NXT TV, they'll play like these like quick snippets of like a music video of the band. Dude, that I'm sorry, man. That music is fucking trash. <laughs> man, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a rated R broadcast I mean, top row nation. I mean, your language, Mr. Ross. I, let me tell you something. If there's something that can cause a man to swear, it's new metal in 2019. <laughs> okay, come on now, folks. <laughs> Come uh, on, that music is bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay special close attention. I think probably right now, if you're listening to the audio <laughs> podcast, I probably have it playing in the background right now. I'm, I'm gonna pay special close attention to the NXT Takeover Phoenix theme song. This Hold weekend. on, let me look up. Let me look up what this song is. <laughs> Does it like? Is it by an actual band? Is it WWE? Yes. We should start a hashtag to bring back Limp Bizkit. Oh, yeah. Dude, just... I, mean, these, I mean, Limp Bizkit, I would rather listen to Limp Bizkit than these groups, which is saying something. Because what about Kid Rock? Gonna... I know AJ Styles would be happy about that. AJ's making some headlines this week. Too, Holding My Breath by Alien Weaponry? I don't know. Dude, Dude huge Alien Weaponry music. fan right here. What did AJ Styles do this week? Oh, you or... didn't hear about that? No, I have not heard. He gave a controversial interview on some podcast about uh, the Gillette Gillette thing like came up, you know, like the the sensitivity, the masculinity thing. AJ AJ did not like the concept of toxic masculinity. No, he did not. That's shocking. Yeah. (laughs) He loved that Kid Rock Democrat joke at the Hall of Fame. Yes, he did. Well, let's take this let's take this AJ Styles conversation to the main roster show. Unless we have any other closing thoughts on NXT Takeover, uh, well, everyone will like the show, including yeah. me. When it's over, and say how great it was. Oh, another Takeover, great show with a terrible theme well, song. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did it bug you? Just quick thing before we do transition. I don't know if "bug you" is the correct term, but I'll just say it because I can't think of anything else. How similar, I mean, I guess it shouldn't be a shock, but like the UK takeover was like formatted so much like a regular takeover. I don't know if I like that long term um, in terms of like watching both brands because it's a little too samesies for me now. All of a sudden, like, you know, the uniqueness of takeover is lost if you're doing another take, if you're, you know, this UK takeover is going to be so similar. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Melt again. Not to pick on Uncle Dave, but he like was like you know crowing about like oh what a great introduction Walter was. It was like that was the most freaking paint by numbers thing I ever saw. Like I was like after the main event, like I was like all right, Walter, 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 Walter. He's obviously coming out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess the, the different looks and the venues make some yeah you know, unique. But otherwise, yeah, I see I see what you mean. That's I, mean, I think they'll probably play off just visually. The shows look different that way, mm-hmm. Justin. Just real quick before we move on, uh, if I were to set the over under at one and a half, how many matches on this takeover card will get five stars from Meltzer? What would you take? Over or under? Uh, under. 
under. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see a lot of. Yeah, I mean, if it was in the if it, if we were talking Wrestle Kingdom, I mean, you'd have to set the number at two and a half. Probably I think Takeover New Orleans. He had two five stars, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's possible. I don't. Eh, I don't see it on this card though. But uh, we'll see. So before we get to the Rumble guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a couple plugs here. So number one, WrestleRumble.com guys, go there. You can play. It's uh, ten dollars per entry. You can win up to one thousand dollars predicting the Royal Rumble winners of the matches, how long the matches are gonna go. They've got all kinds of prop bets on that. Super fun. Myself, uh, Justin, Kyle will all be playing. You'll see our names up there on the leaderboard before it's over. I'm sure. I missed Survivor Series by the way. I was so busy with things that yeah well we do it every month they're a good sponsor of the show so uh you can you can do it you can see if uh if you can beat us we are going to be giving away one free entry into the wrestle rumble contest that's a ten dollar value completely free you could flip that into a thousand dollars so check our twitter page at top rope nation uh for instructions on how you could win a free entry the other plug I have is for our Top Rope Nation t-shirts. This is a great way to support the show. Helps us pay our hosting costs. You know, we're uploading these hour-long shows every week. It does cost money, so if you want to help us pay the bills this weekend, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees is doing a 15% off sale. Now, as we record this, I'm not sure they've announced that to the public yet, but I got an email from the owner of Pro Wrestling Tees. They're doing like a 72-hour flash sale this weekend. And so that includes the Top Rope Nation store. So if you go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Top Rope Nation, you can get, we got two designs up on there, get 15% off, pick up all your other merchandise while you're there, whether it's your New Japan stuff, your All Elite Wrestling, we've released a ton of new merchandise, all that's on Pro Wrestling Tees. And check out the Top Rope Nation store, Pro Wrestling Tees slash Top Rope Nation. All right. So. The Royal Rumble. We got two kickoff show matches announced. The U.S. title match and the Cruiserweight title match. So, first off, let's go Rusev and, and Nakamura. Not sure that any of us will have any deep thoughts on this match, but uh, I think I'm going to go with Rusev retaining as far as uh, as far as a winner goes. Kyle? Yeah, they don't really do too many title changes on the pre-show, which might tip my pick for the cruiserweight title match as well but uh thought these two had a great match on christmas night which i would probably put right up there with nakamura's best match on the main roster Mm -hmm. so i expect this to be good uh and i expect rusev to retain mr joint yeah i I agree with you guys said uh just like to point out what a kind of a fall it's been for nakamura compared to last year when he was winning the royal rumble to no kidding. Pre-show. Yeah, I mean, man, yeah. When you when you're la- that lazy in the ring, though, <laughs> has that has that ever happened in, in WWE history? You go from winning the Rumble to the pre-show. I'm I'm not positive, but I'd have to say probably not. Uh, maybe someone can correct me and and send word into the show. But as Kyle would say, my God, what a fall! So uh, we, not we, but Kyle has been particularly critical of Nakamura over the last year. I thought I thought the heel turn was pretty awesome in the spring i thought they had a chance to maybe put the belt on him and see what could happen they didn't do that and yeah. he's kind of floundered ever since but the heel turn did freshen him up quite a bit he's, i like he's the new been better as a music. heel oh yeah, yeah he's definitely. been better as a heel on the main roster yeah it yeah just, I, it's not always the wwe's fault no that's true that's, that's true i i mean he something has just not connected with him on the main roster i think there's no disputing that whatsoever do you think he's going to go back to new japan 
It was a big move he made. I don't. It's kind of weird what you do with him. I mean, if he doesn't win here, okay, you have phased him down out of the you know WWE title scene. You've then kind of phased him U.S. Title. I mean, look, I mean, there's a lot of guys just collecting dust on the shelf in this promotion, but I mean, Stockmore, one of those guys. I don't know. They probably aren't going to want to lose him. No, I think. Uh, yeah. You could see them going back to Japan and being happy. I could see them making them a really good offer, especially if they lose Omega entirely and Omega doesn't have the cross promotion with all elite. If they don't work out a deal there, they're going to need somebody. Um, but uh, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he went back to new Japan. I do think his, his run with WWE has been pretty underwhelming. He, I thought NXT was decent. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, the last spring when he, when he first went heel, he got hot for a little bit and, May if, if you're looking to blame WWE at all for what's happened to him, I think you could maybe toss a little blame for them not giving him a shot with the title during that point. Because I think a lot of us thought he was going to win the title when he was in that feud with AJ and just never materialized. And yeah, it I don't know like how they cut his legs off. Would have been though. It's I true. agree with you. I, I agree with you that there was certainly was an argument that the heel turn heated him up and he could have beaten AJ. Who you know, although we all love AJ. You know, I think it's kind of ironic. You know, if I would have told you in 2016, by the way, AJ, I believe today's the three-year anniversary of coming into WWE. If I would have told you, you know, for basically two years, AJ Styles is going to be the champion of SmackDown. I'm like, whoa. Well, that's... But I think the consensus is that his first run was cut way too short and the second one went way too long. Mm-hmm. You know, which is kind of a... I want to say it's kind of, that's a, a WWE thing, you know. Oh, hey, you know they've made it. You know we should be happy. AJ's been champion this long, but eh, you know maybe they cut his. You know they took the title off him too quick the first time and left it on too long the second. So let me throw this out for a discussion. What do you guys think about the argument with AJ's title run? Oh, well, maybe we should wait till we get to that match. But I'm, I'm going to talk about his card positioning. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to AJ and, and Daniel Bryan. Uh, so let's come back to that topic. Let's go to the cruiserweight title match. So I'll buddy, say this: I don't think the WWE would miss Nakamura. No, I don't left. think so. They got way too much talent. Yeah, yeah. Um, buddy Murphy defending against Tazawa, Kalisto, and Hideo Itami, who was recently added to the match, um, got the last last spot in this fatal four way match. Uh, I I'd have to go with Buddy Murphy here. I think I think I keep the title on him, Justin. Yeah, Buddy Murphy's got a lot of. I think he has a lot of buzz right now, and uh, I think you got to wait and at the very least do the title change in a one-on-one match. All right, Kyle. Buddy Murphy was as good as anybody in WWE in 2018. And I just don't see any of these three guys as the person to unseat him. Yeah, same. They, they, you know, they talked about on the program, like Drake Maverick said, oh, we'll be bringing some new guys in. By the way, while we were all still, you know, kind of basking in the glow of Ray and Andrade last week on SmackDown. Right after that on 205 Live, uh, Grand Metalik and Humberto Carrillo had a banger to open up 205 Live. So um, Maverick talked about new guys coming in. Carrillo's one of them. I don't know if he's the guy to unseat Buddy Murphy, but um, it's not going to be one of these three. No. Okay, well, we are all in agreement there. Uh, The SmackDown tag title match, the bar... Defending against that great tag team that is The Miz and Shane O'Mac, Shane McMahon. They're over, though. I, I mean, 
It ain't my favorite thing, but man, they are over. That was a hot angle on SmackDown last week. It was, and uh, that's why I'm going with the title change here. Justin. Boy, I am just, (laughs) I am confused by this whole thing with Miz and McMahon. You know, Kyle pointed out it's over, but boy, I, I don't get it at all. And that's probably just a case of, I don't know where it could go where it's going um and that's just you know that's maybe on me wanting to know where things go but uh, i think it's going to lead to them not getting along so i'm going to go with the bar winning uh maybe just to plant some seeds of uh, animosity between the two yeah miz and shane that is i do think that you know, eventually that's where they're going is Miz and McMahon. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna see like a short title run for him here to, to build to build to that. But uh yeah, I think we're in agreement on that eventual match. Kyle? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that is the it took me a while, uh Justin, too. When I was I was like, where is this going? And that's why I couldn't really sink my teeth into it. But I do think and this may have been a smart piece of business by WWE, where you know, Miz was getting cheered in those promos he was doing with AJ and Daniel Bryan, if you remember. So the WWE's taking advantage of that, kind of letting him run. You know, the crowd wanted to cheer him. They're like, all right, we'll put him with Shane. They're a babyface team. But yeah, I think this leads to the Miz turning on Shane because the Miz is much better as a heel than he is as a babyface. Uh, and I'm going to call title change here too because I don't know if there's going to be any other title changes on this show. Yeah, well, Maybe. We'll get to that. This is the one I'm most confident of, though, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I do see the title. The poor bar, too. too, by the way, man. <laughs> no, freaking lose to lost to Nicholas last year at WrestleMania. I feel that they don't get their just due. A top ten tag team in WWE history, <laughs> Sheamus and Cesaro. They do have some sweet chalk line jackets, though. I, I do have to say, they're a great. T- I know that people have like this Sheamus fatigue. I say it all the time, man. And people think Cesaro should be like like the fucking world champion. But there's this is a damn fine tag team. They are a good tag team. I, I enjoy them. They work well together. Good spots. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. I mean, a lot of a lot of people would say they missed the boat with Cesaro as a single star. That may be true. But you I know what? Know, you can. I don't, you, I don't know if he can be a single star to be honest. And that doesn't mean he's he's a great wrestler. But I just don't know in the WWE environment if he is a single star. Well. That's what I was getting at is you don't ha- everyone doesn't have to be a single star. Like there's a, there's a spot on the card for every type of personality. He's a great tag team wrestler here. Oh, maybe and, the best uh, ever. So, I mean, I don't I don't have a problem with that. I do think there was a moment in time where he could have been pushed higher on the card as a single star with the whole Cesaro section and everything. He was he was getting over with the, with the crowd organically yes, and okay. they did not capitalize on that. Remember? He won that WrestleMania 30 Battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I honestly think he was hampered by that awful freaking entrance music. Oh, God, that is that is so true. Okay, <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you. You know what question I'm going to ask you? From- <laughs> American right. Alpha, right? Because there's always one. Bar- yeah, yeah. What, what uh, entrance music was worse, Cesaro or uh, American Alpha? Definitely American Alpha. Okay, that's always the answer, isn't it? <laughs> by the way, Definitely. people don't want to talk about this. Cesaro won that battle royal, and then they gave him Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman did not did not work with Cesaro. True, that is very. Ch- and you're right. Nobody does talk about that. Everyone talks about like 
Paul Heyman oh, turning Paul, everything Paul. to gold, but yeah, Paul Heyman, yeah, he turned that to dog poop. <laughs> that is that's a very good point. That is Paul true. had a great line on Raw, by the way, when he said when Vince was, was like, "Have you ever read the Bible?" and Paul said, "No, no, I haven't." <laughs> I thought that was outstanding. <laughs> that was good. Um, I'm gonna save. Let's see. Let's go to the. Uh, we'll do the Rumble matches last, so we're gonna Ooh. get into like the big men's and women's singles title matches here. So. Uh, Let's go to the Raw women's title match. So Rousey, who there's been some interesting reports as we tape this on Thursday, going around today, uh, defending against Sasha Banks. Interesting match for a lot of reasons. First of all, the Rousey report. So if you're not up to speed on what's been going on there, there was some reports out that she might be taking some time off from WWE following WrestleMania. Other reports saying that's not certain. Uh, some of the headlines were really kind of clickbaity earlier about how she was leaving WWE, like leading on entirely. She's not. Meltzer kind of stated that in the Observer. Yeah. It looks like it's like a break because she wants to start a family. That was the last thing I heard. Um, But that hasn't been completely solidified at this point. So we don't really know what's going on, but there's conflicting information out there right now. Something's going on with Rousey after Mania, though. Uh, And Sasha Banks, who has had a really up and down year, (laughs) you know, we go back to last spring. We talked a lot about on the show, the few that her and Bailey were having around WrestleMania time. And we were talking about whether Bailey would turn heel and freshen up her character. They ended up putting him in that tag team and they just kind of floundered for months and months and months. Although it could wind up working out for them in the end. It could. Tag team titles. Yeah. The ending has not, has not been written entirely, but You'd have to agree that Sasha, like for most of the last year, has really been floundering. It hasn't been doing a lot of nothing of great consequence on the main roster here. Well, this is her shot against arguably her and Becky, the top two women's stars in the company right now. She's definitely going to be out to make a point, you know, prove that she can hang out there with the best of them still and uh, is a top talent in WWE and worthy of being the women's champion. I don't see Rousey winning or uh, losing the title here. But uh, I think the intrigue more so than who wins is the type of match they have and Sasha working, trying to work a really great match. So uh, I doubt any of us are going to have any disagreements on the uh, winner here. What are you guys' take on this match, uh, Justin? I, I kind of agree with you that uh, really the only intrigue for me in this match is what kind of match they're going to have and, and what Sasha can bring out of ronda rousey especially considering you know she's come out and said that this is a match she's really been looking forward to uh but yeah uh, ronda rousey all the way all right mr ross yeah you have to have the title on rousey going into wrestlemania ronda man other than the alexa bliss match what was that hell in a cell or SummerSlam? i think they did both all her pay-per-view matches are good and one thing i'm going to say about this women's division when you look back at some of these main events, whether it was the last woman standing at Evolution, particularly Ronda to Charlotte at Survivor Series, which I just thought was fantastic, or the TLC match at the last pay-per-view, the women's division, these matches seem more like fights. It seems like two people trying to win a match by hurting the other person Mm -hmm. compared to the men's matches. And just tip your cap to these ladies for the job they're they're doing. I think this match is going to be absolutely outstanding. I think Sasha is going to be a bump machine, like I said earlier in the show. Uh, she is going to just lay it all on the line. 
But yeah, the result's pretty inevitable. I mean, you have to have Rousey as the champion going into WrestleMania. And, I, but yeah, I think with I think the women kind of going off of what you just said. I think the women have been carrying the main roster for months now. As far as what's been the most intriguing aspects of the show with Daniel Bryan's heel turn coming in as a close second. But overall, when you look at like the top stories on Raw and SmackDown, I think the women's roster has been carrying WWE for most of the last, well, several months. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. This, this should be a really good match. Uh, Sasha also, by the way, has made some headlines this week. If you guys saw her tweets, do you guys know what I'm talking about with the revival? Oh, yes. Yeah, so the yeah, revival, the, the, yeah. the report out there about them asking for their release, uh, I guess this is about a week and a half ago, and uh, Sasha had tweeted something about take me with you or something like that. So Yeah, I, th- I thought people might have been reading too much into that. <laughs> By the way, another thing, when, when it goes back to uh, something that I love, and another reason I didn't believe this whole Rousey thing is because they have to do that four horsemen versus four horsemen thing. I mean, that's like the biggest money angle I think WWE has right now looking forward. When you get you know, Ronda against Becky, Charlotte, now Sasha, you really get this uh, organic, tangible feel of hatred between the the competitors, which you don't often get in WWE. And that is great. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, like the pull apart and some of the promos they cut, the backstage stuff that was put up online. Um, it's just, it's like, wow, these two, like you get that old school feeling. They don't like each other. The lines of reality are blurred. Yes. Yes. When wrestling's at its best, I agree. Um, the other women's title match, Asuka defending against Becky Lynch. So um, this one should also be a really good match. Asuka kind of surprising some people when she won the title. Um, I don't think her title reign is going to be very long here. I'm, I'm going to go with Becky Lynch winning the title Ooh. back. Yep. Although I could see a different scenario where Becky comes up short, wins the Rumble, goes off to challenge Rousey at Mania and go for the Raw Women's title. Although the title versus title angle, I think, is a lot more intriguing. I mean, you could have Becky Lynch be like the first women's unified champion, which would be pretty awesome. Uh, I'm going to go with Becky Lynch here. Justin. I'm in the camp of uh, Asuka winning and then Becky going and winning the Rumble and going on to face Ronda at WrestleMania. Uh, I, I don't think she's going to win the Rumble. And I actually don't think she's going to win the match. I, she could win the Elimination Chamber. So we know, like, what do you guys think the main event's going to be at WrestleMania? This is, I think, the first point now in our in this podcast where we need to start talking about that because it, it I, I believe what we think the main event's going to be has an effect on the prediction of this match. I think the, I think the triple threat, I think, Charlotte's going to win the women's Royal Rumble yes. to, to, to okay. get that away. Yeah so. yeah. so do I. So, you know, with Becky, we'll see how it plays out, but they know that if they kind of maybe drag it out with her, it could get more heat. You know, that Daniel, the whole thing with Daniel Bryan was can be a blessing and a curse. They're like, oh, you know, the crowd really likes it. We can drag it out. And maybe that's good business. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. But um, the only way Becky wins here is if something you said, Ryan, if they want to make it a unification match, it would be kind of odd with two champions then and Charlotte is the third wheel rumble winner. Um, I know obviously they think very highly of Charlotte, you know, it would mean a lot for her to be in that main of, if you know, the first ever WrestleMania women's main event, but 
that would be kind of odd, you know, if they did a triple threat unification match. That's true. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I don't know if Asuka's like that second champion. I don't know what you do with it. It'll come across as completely secondary yeah. uh, on that card. And I don't know what you do um, if they call someone up or what have you. But um, I do. The only way Becky wins this match is if they go unification style at Mania. And I'm not confident that they're going to do that. I just, I just feel like. It just feels like they've gone all in on this Ronda Becky story since it started picking up so much steam after, ironically, Becky's injury kind of like made the match even more hot because yes. we didn't get it, you know, and it sucks for her that we she went through that injury, but it heated the match up even more. And I feel like this this potential match down the road has gotten so hot that I feel like you got to have them both walking in this champion to make just really put it over the top. Okay. Forget about what they want to do. Ryan Drosty's handed the book in Stamford, Connecticut. <laughs> Would you make the main event at WrestleMania 35 just Ronda versus Becky straight up title yeah, for title? Yeah, I, I would. I, I'm, okay. not a, I'm not a huge fan of the triple threat. I'd rather it be singles, a singles match. But uh, I feel yeah. like it's hard for me to imagine them having the women main event and leaving Charlotte out of the match. Does the triple threat add intrigue who's going to win? Like from their perspective, again, I'm not saying I disagree because I, I, I'm actually with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I would to me, I would do title for title in a unification match. Um, maybe somebody listening could bring up a couple reasons why that's stupid. But with Char- from their perspective, I think having three people in there, especially if people now this report. I mean, if I was WWE, I'd actually be livid about this report with Ronda Rousey because it kind of kills the intrigue of your main event because everyone's going to expect her to lose now. Yeah. So it all like I can see why from their perspective in addition to just wanting Charlotte to be in that position, you would maybe want a triple threat to add a little more intrigue to who the winner is. That makes sense. I could see that. Yeah, because then you don't know, is it Charlotte or Becky that's going to win? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Justin, any thoughts? I like triple threat matches. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I guess there's been some really damn good triple threat matches in the past that I liked (laughs) a lot at WrestleMania included, but... uh, Normally, I'm just They're a harder to watch now, aren't they? They are. They are harder to watch now with <laughs> he who shall not be named. But uh, that's that's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just more of a traditionalist. I like the singles match, yeah. but uh, I liked that Cena HBK Triple H Triple Threat Survivor Series 09. Kind of a real dark period for the company and a show that no one talks about. I think Vince was like, gonna, remember that was like when Vince was going to get rid of Survivor Series. Right after, if you remember yeah, that, I vaguely remember this. Not, not. I, great I didn't watch that, that pay per view live at all time, and I, you know, I was watching it. I was, you know, like I think it was around Survivor Series time two years ago or something. I was like, you know, I've never even watched this. That's a good triple threat match. We have to put that one on tonight. Yet, it's worked like an old school triangle match. Remember when WCW did that? Where it's very much like there's a Cena versus Triple H portion. There's a Cena versus HBK portion. There's a HBK versus Triple H portion mm-hmm. where it's not just, you know, and like one guy's like completely out of the scene at yeah. all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I might have to revisit that one because I don't really remember it too well. I know I watched it at the time, but it's not a match of the year contender, but it's a fine match. Okay. Uh, so we're kind of split on the on the outcome there. I think I'm going to stick with Becky winning, but uh, there's some intrigue there. I could see it going different directions. Uh, now, this is kind of what I wanted to talk about earlier with AJ and uh, the card positioning. All right. So AJ, oh, as we know, of, of his three years in the company, 
has held the title for the majority of that time. Uh, he's challenging here for the title against Daniel Bryan. And I wanted to ask you guys, what's your take on the argument that despite holding the title for so much of his time in WWE, the fact that his matches haven't been put in the main event slot is a, a detriment to him. What do you guys think about that? Justin, let me throw it to you first. I don't think so. I mean, a, a good match is a good match. And I certainly have never once thought, oh man, this title reign would really mean a lot more if he was on the show last. Do you think it means they don't think as much of him? Yes or no? If that's the case, I'm fine with it. Okay. I, I think less of him now. <laughs> <laughs> For his non-wrestling comments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle? The flip side of that argument, and the one no one wants to hear, is that would AJ be a champion at all if there weren't two titles? Hmm. And that, and, I, I mean, that's just the I issue. think he would have won it at least once. I don't think he would have held it this much, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that consistently being the secondary champion could rub some people the wrong way. But yeah, he really never did main event. I mean, the only I mean, he main evented with Roman as the challenger when he first came in. Those matches were freaking great, by the way. Mm -hmm. I should thinking Roman Reigns is a bad pro wrestler. What kind of shite takes are those? Um, by the way, Raw was struggling for a while. Gee, it's kind of weird how that happened right when Roman left. Um, I, I know it doesn't affect my view of him at all. I, I think. AJ's gotten over to a pretty strong degree with the WWE audience. Yeah. You know, like he's a made WWE guy. He's not just a guy that like the non WWE WWE fans, you know, the, the, the people who watch WWE, but also consume a lot of other wrestling think highly of everyone thinks highly of AJ Styles. Yeah. I, I think again, if I went back three years ago to the day and told you everything AJ Styles had done in the next three years would happen. I think everyone would be pretty excited. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot better than that freaking Chris Jericho feud. I'll tell you that much where he's at right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for sure. It was a tremendous win Naito had, by the way, at Wrestle Kingdom over adorable Adrian Adonis. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have not heard that one. That's funny. That is I made it up. <laughs> um, I think match match order doesn't mean a whole lot anymore these days i feel like I, I just wanted to bring bring that up because i think it's it's something worthy of some debate no i i'd heard that discussion before and for the record i mean their match order is kind of weird sometimes yeah i just i just don't think it, it matters that much like obviously the company thinks highly of him or he wouldn't have had the title this he long got the video game yeah i got the video game cover uh he sells a ton of merch for him like they they definitely see him as one of their top main event stars even if he's not in the main event position we are not i mean you could argue roman but we're not really in an era where there's just the company's built around one guy and if it was it just wasn't going to be aj styles is that a weakness I, is that a weakness of the company right now that they're not built around like one, one guy one or two guys uh, me personally, growing up watching different promotions succeed, um, I think it is better when you have one clear headliner. Mm -hmm. You know, um, with a you know strong supporting cast, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, he, he's he's always been in the mix. 
I mean, how many title matches has he been? Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, he, he's almost always been in for the last two plus years, always been in the world title mix, beating John Cena on pay-per-view. Yeah, true. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I hate to break it to people. I mean, WWE will never, like, if it was built around a singular guy, it, it's not going to be AJ Styles. No. Okay, but we're, we're all in agreement, though. The company sees him as a major star, and that's really what, what matters. So, mm-hmm. okay. Well, he is a major star. I don't think he's winning the title here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Daniel Bryan retaining. My God, Daniel Bryan, this guy, this heel run, unbelievable. You're talking about one of their most over- characters they have had in the last several years a guy who we never thought we'd see in the ring again imagine like two years ago saying you're going to see daniel bryan and aj styles in a title match at the royal rumble like never we would have never imagined we would see that so it's pretty awesome we're getting that um man brian's promo where he referenced the baby boomers on tuesday night God bless. Was that man. was that written by Bernard Sanders? <laughs> I mean, I thought maybe he had snuck into the old, you know, Bernie had snuck God. into the WV writers' room. We were we were talking about this the other night, and it's like it's so funny because like everything AJ or uh, AJ, everything Daniel says is true, and it's amazing that the crowd boos him. Like here you have all these young fans booing the shit out of him as he bashes the baby boomers. Are they even listening? To what this man is saying, or he's just that good of a heel. What did you guys think of that promo, Justin? I, I think this has been one of the most entertaining babyface runs I've ever witnessed. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not even going to call him a heel because it, it is all babyface. It's been fantastic. It's honestly, it's God. It might be my favorite Daniel Bryan run <laughs> of his career. It's been so good. It has been awesome, Mr. Ross. Tip your cap to him. He realized the character that he was doing when he came back had probably peaked in 2014, was never going to get back to that level again. And he wanted to do something new. And he, you know, we talked about the show, you know, when he was renegotiating, there had been reports that he wanted creative control. I don't think there's any denying that he has creative control on that character right now. You know, now how much, I mean, I don't think he can like refuse a job, but you know, I mean, that character very much, is what he wants to do right now. Um, what do we think about the SmackDown title, the WWE title match, I should call it by its proper name, for WrestleMania? What is that going to be? <laughs> I have no idea right now. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I okay. have no idea. So I know what I want it to be. I know what there have been reports of. Um and I know what. Off. Okay, uh, what I want it to be is Daniel Bryan, John Cena. Ooh, ooh! With Cena going for seventeen, you have the Total Bella storyline, which I think would just be incredible. I think something just moved in my down belows. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Personally, now WWE wouldn't want it. This is the old school of me. I would have Cena put his career up and lose. Oh, because I'm intrigued he, now because you can easily write him because he doesn't work that often. So you can, and this is wrestling. You can find a way to bring him back. Okay. Um, but I, I mean, given how much time he's off putting his career, people will buy that stipulation. Um, I think, Oh, Cena's put his career online. I think it would be a ticket mover. That's what I would do. Um, I would absolutely keep me personally. I would, no matter what the main event is, I would keep the title on Daniel Bryan here. 
Have you heard the reports of like AJ Styles, Randy Orton possibly as a title match? I I saw that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't like that. No. I and that's God. not and that's not to say that I don't like either performer how they're working right. Even Ray, I know, you know, on this show, all three of us have been critical times Randy Orton. I think Randy Orton's done great work since he's come back, and we know he was supposed to be initially before they kind of shook things up last fall at the top of the SmackDown card. It was clear how he was brought back strong as a heel. Um, I think the winner of that match would get to actually physically help build the border wall. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, people were joking on uh, Twitter last night. Can you imagine Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton promos if they let them go? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that would be, I mean, well, baby, you talk about you. I'd I'll probably be on board with it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Just to witness this. If Randy Orton wins the Royal Rumble, I'm canceling my networks. Oh, don't be hashtag cancer guy. <laughs> Randy Orton we'll, accompanied by Joe Arpaio at WrestleMania. <laughs> let, let me tell you something. It's that time of year. He hears the voices in his head. That was a great, uh, by, by the way, the end of SmackDown. Say what you will about Randy Orton. Maybe stale, whatever. That was great. The RKO out of nowhere. Yeah, that was good. This generation's DDT, I believe, in terms of an over finisher. Simple, beautiful, effective. Well, anything that becomes an internet phenomenon yes, like that, that's that you know, they didn't years do ago. enough with that. I thought they should have like done stuff with that on TV, like you yeah. know, show stuff like that. But um, because the reason they would take the title of Brian is there's rumors that he would work, he would work Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, and I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. What do you guys? You guys were much more like negative on Shawn coming back. Um, when you know back in the fall than I was, I was like, yeah, let's give us a chance. It seems like it's over. That match did nothing to make me want to see a Shawn Michaels singles match. I still have not watched the match, to be honest with you. Well, it's I re- still going I on. I refuse to watch the show. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's still going on. I have not watched the match. Uh, Shawn Michaels, like I said back then, is one of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. No interest in that match. I will say a match with Brian I would be interested in. Just yeah. Brian could make it work. Yeah. yeah, he could make it work. But I'm sorry, man. I'm telling you. Sorry, Johnny New Japan. I would rather see Daniel Bryan, John Cena than Daniel Bryan, Shawn Michaels. I agree with that, but I, I would definitely be down for a Daniel Bryan, Shawn Michaels match. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, Kyle. Too. I'd, I'd rather see the Bryan Cena match, but I wouldn't complain this time about. Okay, if but Sean the only pro- the only problem is that they do Bryan Michaels. It's probably not a title thing, and that they would take the title off Daniel Bryan. That's true. That's why I'd rather see the match with Cena. And I I like yeah. what you laid out with the career on the line going for seventeen. That would all be pretty good. So, yeah, we, total Bella stuff. Imagine Nikki costing of his career. Oh, oh my god, I am in tears right now just thinking about this. Imagine Cena's got the match won, and Nikki just comes out and just punches him in the balls. <laughs> that would be some great professional wrestling. Yeah, would not complain. <laughs> All right, so and, I'll go with Brian retaining. Uh, we're both of you with Brian retaining here. Yes, why? Well, yes, okay. Yes. So, the universal title match, Brock Lesnar, Prince Devitt himself, Finn (laughs) Balor. (laughs) Or Finn Baylor, as Kurt Angle liked to call him. Yes. Guys, I'm going to throw it to you two first on this one before I make my pick. Go ahead, Justin. (laughs) I I don't think there's any way Finn's going to win this match. I think it's Brock Lesnar all the way. Uh, I think Brock Lesnar will be taking the title into WrestleMania. Um, The best case for Finn is he loses this match, wins the Rumble, and then takes on Lesnar at WrestleMania as the Demon. You have a lot of guys losing matches and coming in the Rumble. <laughs> and winning. I, 
Yeah, it, I was I was pretty I was surprised by his comments by the way this week that uh he's not going to have the demon out for this well, match. Why I, I on can, earth? That's because he's going to lose and they're protecting yeah, the yes. demon. <sighs> yes. Yes. I don't know. Exactly. I still think he should break it out, but I don't know. Well, <laughs> go ahead. No, I'm with Justin. Justin's completely right. It, you don't if he okay. Yeah, it'd be sweet if he did the demon, but you don't want to kill the demon character and have lose. Especially right before WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, what if he's not losing? Okay. He is. All right. About two, when this match was announced, I gave Finn about a 0.01% chance of winning. I do think that's a little higher. It's still not very strong. It's not more than 5%. I'll say that much. Um, I'm pretty confident who's winning the men's Rumble, and that person is the person who's going to work Brock at WrestleMania in the Universal title. So, um, Brock, you know, was, was Justin, was it you who's to, or one of you guys mentioned how Brock has been kind of instrumental, was instrumental in making this match change? Yeah, yeah, I brought um, that up. Okay. <laughs> what, this Brock Lesnar, this guy replaced Kevin Nash as the smartest man in the business? I mean, I know Triple H has that actually all time lockdown, but, you know, in terms of guys working, it's a very politically savvy move for Brock to want to work these matches. Because he has better matches with these guys. And they're not really threats to him. People, you know, whereas Braun, you know, they had booked themselves into a corner. You know, I I understand they should never have put Braun into the world title situation. I go back to that again because you can't. Either Braun wins would have beaten Brock in this match or you had to take him out. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's the thing. I, I think. They've got people excited enough to think Finn might win, but he will not. It'll be it'll be very, you know, and the storyline is going to be going into WrestleMania. I'll tell you who I think that person who's going to benefit from the storyline is that Brock, quote unquote, struggles with smaller guys. I think that's going to be your WrestleMania storyline among a maybe a part of a larger mosaic. I think you both make some logical points here and. uh all of that makes a lot of sense to me. If I if I'm going with the logical pick here, oh no! <laughs> if I'm going with the logical pick, it's Brock Lesnar and in what should be a really good match. But you know, on this broadcast, I never really go out on a limb too much. I usually take the safe pick, and more often than not, it's the right pick. But well, hold on a second here. If you're watching on YouTube, I've I've got to make a make a change here. Just one second. Talk amongst yourselves. What in the Tarnation is this? Maybe Fiddle. I don't know. Maybe Fiddle hit Brock with his hog though. That'll knock him out. He'll win. He'll go over there. What? Oh no! What is this? A Balor Club T-shirt? We're not doing this. Oh boy! I'm going with the Balor Club T-shirt, and I'm going to pick Finn Balor to win in a shocker at the Royal Rumble. And oh my God! Justin Joint has the same shirt on underneath his hoodie. Even <laughs> Kyle Ross. By, by God, don't tell me they're on the same page. Hey, I'm wearing a shirt of a champion. Although the Yes movement is dead, I am wearing a shirt of a, of a champion. I've um, had this shirt sitting here on the stool next to me this whole broadcast, and I've been thinking, am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? Damn it. I'm going to Finn with the red and yellow in Nitro 99. <laughs> um, okay, Brock loses. The, let, let, let me entertain you and your 
<laughs> oh, I, got, I got some rationale Tight here. dreams. Let me, okay. Let me, let me go through Brock my rationale first. What does Brock do at WrestleMania? Okay, okay I'll tell you. I, I'll lay it all out here for you. So Finn Balor wins the title for a couple of reasons. Number one, Braun Strowman and Brock need to have the match like you laid out earlier. That match does not need to be a title match. And like Kyle, you said yourself, uh, you thought putting Braun in, in the title match was a mistake. Yes, you're right. Bra Bra Braun should beat Brock in a non-title situation. Yes, you're absolutely yes. correct. So I think they I think they do that match. I could even see Braun possibly even costing Brock the match here to set that up. Um, so he would play the Goldberg to Finn's Eddie Guerrero. Man, yeah, I could have I could see that. But I feel like Brock Braun is going to happen. They have to do it. It doesn't need the title to be a good match. I think uh, there's a lot of things going on in the wrestling world right now. I think WWE realizes that. I think Finn and, spoiler alert, my guy I think is going to win at the Royal Rumble, Mr. Seth Rollins, who I think you're going to also pick maybe. Uh, Finn and Seth Rollins is kind of a... A match that uh, I was actually going to pick Marco's stunt. <laughs> Finn, Finn, and Seth Rollins is a match that all all the uh, work rate marks like ourselves would love to see at WrestleMania. So then you get you get you still get Brock and Braun, you get Finn and Seth, and what would be an awesome WrestleMania match. And that, by the way, is that not the type of match that all the people that would love AEW would love to see? All oh, elite God, wrestling starting people. Up. <laughs> Don't tell me those people are still around. <laughs> well, here, here's but here's the here's the thing. WWE, outside of what's been going on with the women's situation, has been pretty stale. And you keep you keep the you keep the belt on Brock Lesnar. Same same old same old. He's put not the, a good you, champion. Yeah, you put you, you put the belt on Balor, and it's a huge change. Uh, it lights up some conversation. Throughout the wrestling world, I think I think it's uh, I think it's something that could spark some conversation, and it's something that they could do. I think it would be a good move. Like I said, I'm not sure that <laughs> I was looking at our chat here. I'm not sure it's it's the logical <laughs> pick, but I, <laughs> I felt I felt like going out on a limb and picking Finn Balor here. So damn it, I'm going to do it. Finn Balor becomes Universal Champion. Going out on a limb, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Kyle. A big I limb. Finn okay. um, what if I shit in your cereal and said, well, what if they had Braun beat Brock at the next in a non-title match in the next Saudi Arabia show? Oh, my goodness. Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that I'd like it either, but I'm saying that I can see it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's my rationale. I I feel like I feel I feel like there's a logical case for it. More often than not, if I'm am picking out of the on this match, I think uh, I think Brock's the safe pick. But uh, I'm gonna go with Finn. The the flaws are uh, WrestleMania is Vince's baby. Uh, I think it's pretty well known that he does not like babyface versus babyface matches, especially yeah, at WrestleMania. And that didn't work last year with AJ and Knock. No matter what anyone wants, whatever you think the reason, it didn't work. And since we didn't get the demon last year, I don't think there's any way we we don't get the demon this year. Which uh, you're either beating the demon or another Royal Rumble winner is getting an L. It's true. That's true. They have they have gone with some pretty high profile face versus face matches at mania though that i think brett and sean is the one that sticks out to me and that's also True. like a, a work rate match like this one would be like it would it would excite the internet fans the hardcores for sure rock austin yeah what 
would Finn do if he loses this match? Presuming he loses, Justin, you're with me. I think Finn's going to lose here. What do you have Finn do at WrestleMania? <sighs> Drew McIntyre, maybe. Um, what do you Braun have Braun Strowman, do? Maybe? Yeah, I was going to. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. It, it there's a lot of movable. There's a lot of movable pieces on both brands. Bobby mm-hmm. Lashley. Mm. Yeah, I don't know that Finn would, you know, where he's at right now. He's been elevated a little bit. I don't know if he if he loses to Brock. I'm not sure it really takes too much steam away because nobody's really expecting him to win, I don't think. Especially if you have something planned for him at Mania where, you know, he gets a big win. Mm-hmm. I've said it before. He'd be a great Intercontinental Champion in this promotion. Great. I think that'd be, a, I know you guys don't want to hear that, but I think that would be a great spot for him. <laughs> no, I've said before that I, I agree with you on that too. You hate but... that. You hate the idea. I That's do not what, hate the idea. Best looking title in the entire in- industry. It, it, it is too. It is. I agree. Um, no, I'm going to stick with it. Why not? Better Finn becomes the universal belts. champion. Um, all right. So this leaves us with the two rumbles. I think we've kind of said who we thought, or some of us have said who we think is going to win. I, I want Charlotte and the women's one. Who did you guys have in the women's rumbles? I, I think I would be stunned if it's not Charlotte. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I don't even know who you make. Who can you make another argument for? Unless if like, yeah, Becky did Becky, the thing where yeah. she gets screwed and came in. But like, I mean, I know they're trying to make a big deal of Alexa coming back, but I don't think she fits into the world type the title picture right now. Given you know who you know some of these other people in that picture are. Yeah, she's not winning. So Charlotte oh. for me, Justin. Yeah, the the only other one I think has a chance is Nia Jax to go on and face Oscar. At WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with Charlotte. Uh, and then the men's rumble. I got Rollins. That's why I got the handy dandy Seth Rollins figure here in the background. I got Seth Rollins next to the great 1992 Royal Rumble winner, Mr. Richard Fleer. Uh <laughs> I think Rollins is winning. Kyle, is that who you had also? Yes. Uh my number two is Randy Orton, though. I expect, you know, he hears those voices this time of year. Uh, I think he's, I think, I think expect Randy to be in that match late. Yeah. Two, two years ago, he won it. So he would be looking for what that would be. That would make him a three time rumble winner. So he'd Only be tying Austin's Steve Austin. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that he'll win it. Though. Um, because I have no clue what they're doing on the SmackDown side. And I am convinced that Seth is going to be the child is, Going to be the challenger on the raw side. I just think Seth is is a logical call here. Then I would say, and I do believe Seth. That's another reason I don't think Finn's going to win. By the way, here either. Um, I think Seth is going to get the win over Brock Lesnar. Any argument for Cena winning the Rumble? If he's in it, I don't know if he's going to be in it. Isn't that? I thought that was a work. The injury thing. Thought it, I had read that was a work. Okay, it was. It, there's talk about that, but the thing is that He's they wanted, the yeah, they they want they wanted to do a big. You know, Meltzer's brought up like Lars Sullivan a couple times that the plan was that like Lars was going to debut and lay out Cena, and that was going to set up a like a mania program. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's now obviously out the window. You know, but obviously, best wishes to Lars Sullivan. Everything is going through. I root for people in that situation. There was uh, like a day this week on the betting odds where The Rock was favored to win the Rumble. Did you guys see that? That would surprise me. Yeah, surprise enter at The Rock and he wins the Rumble. You could do The Rock versus Daniel Bryan. How about that one? 
Yeah, one of the richest movie stars in the world with Brian doing yeah. the anti-consumerism stuff. Yeah, unfortunately, The Rock would take Lesnar. Yeah. I'm just saying with, with Daniel Bryan's character. That it would be, be great, though. It would be, no, yeah. it'd be, no, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be really good stuff, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Justin, did you say your pick? You got Rollins? Rollins, although I, I think it'd be interesting if uh, the New Day won, either single or as a tandem. Or uh, uh, Kevin Owens, I think, coming back and winning would be pretty cool, too. Uh, I do think Kevin Owens could be a surprise in this to get Lashley. And and by the way, I'll I'll be be so happy. Please, dear God, WWE, if you do anything over the next, well, I shouldn't say anything, but something you should definitely do over the next two months is bring Kevin Owens back as a baby face. Yeah. All I really want from this Rumble is for somebody who hasn't won it before to win it. And for them to actually fucking win at WrestleMania. Yes, I, I was <laughs> yeah, going to say. So we got to get that. The, that was yes. saving that for the main event slot here. So let's yeah. let's get into it, Justin. Just, we were a couple more things. Earlier today. A couple okay. more things. Yeah. Uh, another surprise. I think Velveteen Dream is in the Rumble. Oh, oh okay. I, I would say uh, same for Alistair Black. Hmm. I can okay. see him popping up. Um, and I think Kurt Angle could be. And I think Andrade will be your guy who goes long and doesn't win. How about Ricochet? Oof, a lot of NXT guys here. We're throwing. I, I think Dream is the strongest of all those because he's not on Takeover. Mm-hmm. They're flying him in for that tournament they're doing at Access, but um, you know, I think with all the talk and lobbying about getting Dream on the main roster, I think that makes a lot of sense to have him come out. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so as we were texting earlier today, fellas, <laughs> Justin made some points about the Rumble and. The recent history of Rumble winners and what they've gone on to do. So, Justin, you want to go into what you were noticing? Well, so I've been thinking about why I love the Royal Rumble and why it also might be one of the most overhyped events in all of wrestling. Uh, I love the Rumble because it's uh, it's deeper history taught us that it's important. Uh, It was used kind of as a signal to fans that uh, this guy is, in capital letters, the guy. Uh, that could either be by elevating a guy to the main event scene, uh, Yoko in 93, uh, HBK in 96, Austin in 98, Lesnar in 03, so on. Um, or it could just be further establishing a, a superstar's superstardom, Hogan in 90, 91, Flair in 92, Rock in 2000, Austin in 01. Uh, side note, another fun way for the Rumble to be used is to kind of celebrate a return from injury. Uh, Triple H in 02. Cena in 08, uh, Edge in 2010. Uh, unfortunately, it's recent history is teaching us that it's kind of irrelevant. Uh, the big reason for that is because unlike any other event, how we look back on the Rumble winner is tied to the outcome of a completely different event. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the fact that Daniel Bryan didn't have a long and glorious title reign uh, didn't impact my love for the WrestleMania 30 victory at all. Um, so not counting the 2016 rumble, which was not actually for the title, seven of the last 10 rumble winners have gone on to lose at WrestleMania. 70% of the last 10 rumble matches have turned out to be meaningless. Um, so my question to you is, I wonder they don't do that WrestleMania, that Royal rumble by the numbers package anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So my question to you guys is, is why has this happened? 
Yeah, they, that's an interesting point because it, it seems like they've been diminishing the importance of this event that has been built up since Ooh. what the first 1988 as as the first Royal Rumble. And if you look at the early winners, there was a lot of guys that went on to victories. But yeah, the last half of them, not so much. But I, it seems like people don't care because everyone still gets excited about the Rumble. But when you look at it from the numbers like you did and like you were doing earlier today, and you just went through really well. Man, it doesn't seem as significant, <laughs> Kyle. Okay, a couple things have happened. I see. At first, when we were texting, I thought, Justin, you were taking too narrow of a look at the Rumble with the elevation thing. But then, you know, when you took the broader look, yeah, there, there, there is no... There are certain factors that make Rumbles work. Number one is star power. Because this is not a work great match. It's a battle royal. So star power is the... I mean, look at 92. Why does everyone consider 92 the best? There's a well, little Ric Flair turns in a performance for the ages, but the star power is unmatched in any other rumble. It's like a who's who of like 80 stars. Um, but most importantly, I think it's about, you know, it's not necessarily about elevating. It's just putting a guy in a championship scenario that people want to see, you know, like Batista. For instance, for everyone, people were ready to see him in championship Sarah. He was a new guy, but you know, St. Austin was not a new guy in 01 when he won. So that's what it is. What has happened to the Rumble? Um, first of all, to with Justin's numbers in the years before that, I think like 01 to 07, I think every single year the Rumble winner went on to win the title. And, so, and, I, and I don't like that either. Mm-hmm. Just just FYI. Well, okay. that could be a point, like it got too predictable. Maybe that's yeah. why they've done this. Yeah, and and changing it up just to change it up. Like, you know, like remember back when like, you know, even like a lot of people started going like, whoa, you know, a baby face has always been the champion at the end of WrestleMania. And then like they did the Triple H thing at WrestleMania 16, which I thought was the wrong time to do that. Yeah. Um, but whatever, it's a different show for a different time. Um, the fr- Having two champions is the first thing that hurt it. So even at the time when um, the guys were going on to win at Mania, you were sort of cheapening it. Do you remember that period where like the guy who would come in second place or the, you know, the runner up in the rumble was also getting into the other rumble title match. Remember they did that in 05 with Cena. Um, 06. Ray won, and both Triple H and Orton, the last two guys eliminated, were also in world title matches that WrestleMania. 07 was Undertaker and Shawn. Both wound up challenging for titles at that year's WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So we started to see that that started to lessen it a little bit. And with the two title matches then, um, this is when we started getting to the 2011 period that Justin referenced. You then have the luxury, if you're WWE, where you don't have to, Again, if you want to kind of keep people guessing, you don't want it obvious, you can have people win the Rumble and go on to what will clearly be positioned as the secondary world title match. That is, And that's, while that might be good for the unpredictability, it probably has cheapened the Rumble a little bit when you, you know, Alberto Del Rio or Sheamus, they were Rumble winners, but then they were in the opening match at WrestleMania. I mean, the opening match we've talked about is an important slot on the card, but it's not the main event. You know, the whole thing used to be the winner of the Rumble will challenge for the world title in the main event of WrestleMania. That's not what it is anymore. It's they will be in a title match. I mean, Nakamura was not in the last match last year. 
Uh, Orton, the year before, was not in the last match. Um, trip, the year before was Triple H winning the title. Um, so, you know, I mean, you, you had that. So the last two years, they haven't even been, you know, in the main event. So I think that's, it isn't one thing that's cheap in it, but I think, you know, having two titles and where it's not clearly, hey, this is the big baby face. You know, and it also used to always be a baby face because, you know, it was a baby face would go in to work a heel champion and win the title at WrestleMania. And that that probably did get too predictable. You guys are right. But, um, you know, okay, fine. Unpredictability upped. Effectiveness may go down, as Justin said. And it, yeah. it's a product. It's a product of two titles, and you don't necessarily have to have the winner of the Rumble be, you know, your main title match program. Yeah, it just kind of feels like the Rumble used to be like the kingmaker spot kind of thing, you know, where like that's that started the push to the moon for a guy, whether whether it was Sean, whether it was Austin. I guess Brett had already been the champion when he co-won it with Luger, but then he goes on to win the belt or at Mania Ten. Um, yeah, I, Batista. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was going to say earlier, I was thinking about it and how the company over the last decade or so kind of got into the spot where they love to kind of like work the internet, you know, if that had anything to do with it because they had gotten so predictable. Uh, I don't think that would be like the primary reason, but uh, I think that's definitely part of it is just shock for just for shock's sake. Yeah. And oh. another thing too, that I should mention, they have the elimination chamber now, which is just kind of like this, you know, Mia culpa. For okay, you know, it's guys. That, well, all right, well, we have to establish a contender for the other title match, and here's another, you know, so you don't even have to win the rumble, you know, because there's the elimination chamber now, yeah. And you know, you can argue it's like, well, that's only six guys. Well, there's never more than six guys that you think are going to win the rumble. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you even make a case for six guys this year? And it's no. arguably a pretty wide open field, but yeah. Um, when was the last time a guy won the rumble? Where it, it like put them on the path for their first title victory, you know. I'm thinking the, la- think- the the last one would have been. Uh, well, I actually have that in my notes here. Uh, the last one, well, Shinsuke, he was an NXT champion, but um, then. Uh, but he didn't win it though. Yeah. Well, that's so what I'm when saying. they actually so won it. That there was Shinsuke lost, Reigns lost, Del Rio lost. Before that was Rey Mysterio in 06. Yeah, okay. wow. Was I, was, I, I, I was thinking you know, it probably was Ray. Yeah. Because it, it seemed like it wasn't always, but it seemed like a lot of the time it, it, I put a guy on the path to winning it for the first time kind of thing. That had, they, they had it three years in a row 03, 04, 05 with he should not be named Batista <laughs> and Ray Mysterio. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then you got Sean, obviously, back in the 90s. That was, that was the big moment. In, yeah. And in Austin, Austin, you can. Well, in 97, you can even argue when he won it. Um, you know, they changed. That was a, a last-minute change because of the <laughs> funny. <laughs> where it's like 22 years ago, they were worried about that scoop getting out on the internet that Brett was supposed to win the Rumble. So they changed it at the last minute. It had Austin win. And, you know, while Austin didn't even go on to be in the main event at WrestleMania that year, because um, you talk about wonky booking. Um, oof, first couple months of 97 was as wonky as it gets. But, you know, that, that Rumble win did help establish Austin. Yeah, is the main event guy. Yeah, it put him on the path for then. Yeah, the next year and finally getting that WrestleMania mm-hmm. moment. So well, it should be interesting just because 
this card does have some wild cards that, like as we talked about it's some of it's hard to predict um but a lot of really good matches and uh, i think it should be a really good entertaining weekend any closing thoughts you guys have if orton wins we riot <laughs> i would be shocked if randy orton won i i don't see it but who knows i'm already, I'm already bummed that, that that's even a possibility yeah i hear voices in my <laughs> head they counsel me they talk oh, to me Jesus. they speak to me i don't know what else they do <laughs> although if it was feuding with daniel bryan and there was some creative creative freedom freedom given like we were talking about earlier with that it could be entertaining i don't want to write it off entirely what will the men's elimination chamber match be oh, because we know the women's is the is for the to establish new tag team champions yeah so, so uh, actually you know speaking of which i was going to correct you earlier when you said that they could use the elimination chamber to get the other woman in the title match. They you're right. Because they that's can't. Be... Yeah, you're right. They can't. Yeah. Hmm. So for the other brands title match for the men. No, no. He's talking about for the women. You, you, you don't no, I mean, have. That's what the men could be for. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that would be the, because you, you, you got to figure Brock's probably, you know, that lazy fucker ain't working. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, I mean, it would either be, and let's, smackdown let's, okay so let's say we have seth yeah i guess it would just be to establish the smackdown one yeah you're probably right yeah scenic can work that mm-hmm. that is true yeah. there you go all right well wrestlemania season's ramping up and it's getting a little more interesting as it does this time of the year so that's a good thing um speaking of getting more interesting guys we've got a special guest joining us on the podcast so next thursday night we'll be recording it we do. um Yes. I told you guys about this, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. Never mind. <laughs> yes. It's so, a traumatic day over here in Ohio. <laughs> so next Thursday night, um, we'll be recording this. It'll drop either late Thursday or early Friday next week, episode 83. We're going to have Mr. Chris Van Vliet on the show. So uh, those of you that are on YouTube a lot, you've probably seen he does a lot of really awesome interviews with uh, wrestling talent you know, around North America, not just WWE, but uh, recently I had a really good interview with Chris Jericho following him signing with AEW. Uh, he told me he's, he's heading to Phoenix for the Rumble this weekend. He's got some some interviews lined up with some WWE talent. I think he has a deal going right now where he's, he's traveling with Cricket Wireless to uh, WWE events and uh, interviewing guys. So I think we should have a pretty good discussion with him about his experiences at the Rumble, what he thought of the show live. And we'll see how our picks held up and kind of give you some thoughts on the Rumble and, and the fallout following that with Raw and SmackDown uh, next week. So yeah. with that being said. Hoping, yeah, next, this time next week, hopefully we're going to have some clarity on the big matches at WrestleMania. Yeah, definitely. So before of us on the line next week, looking forward to it, looking forward to getting Chris on the show. Uh, check out his YouTube page. It is YouTube.com slash Chris Van Vliet. Like I said, a lot of awesome interviews. Uh, the guy does really good work. So we're glad that uh, we're able to hook up with him and get him on Top Rope Nation. So uh, tune in next week for that. You can join us in the conversation on Twitter at Top Rope Nation. As I said earlier in the show, iTunes, search Top Rope Nation on there. Leave us a rating. Subscribe. Subscribe to us here on YouTube if you're watching. Like this video. Leave a comment. Let us know what you're looking forward to this weekend at NXT TakeOver and WWE Royal Rumble. And enjoy the shows this weekend, and we will catch you all next week. Peace.